Ladies and gentlemen, how do you are listening to the Synapse Films Podcast, a journey into the world of Synapse Films. So buckle up and enjoy the ride. Susie Banyan decided to perfect her ballet studies in the most famous school of dance in Europe. The killer is coming. The killer's gonna get you. I'm just crazy about this store. I've been expecting you. You thought by your name was a heavy metal band. <laughs> Don't drink my flavor. Welcome to the Synapse Films Podcast. I am Timo Sabin. Some folks in the horror community know me as Timo. I will be your host on this journey into all things Synapse Films. Greetings, friends, and thank you for listening to another episode of the Synapse Films Podcast. We have a special treat for everyone. The entire duration of this episode will be spent with Synapse Films co-owner Don May Jr. Don and I discuss the status of some of the upcoming releases here at Synapse Films, including the recently announced Trick or Treat with Red Shirt Pictures. So let's jump right in with Synapse Films co-owner, Mr. Don May Jr. Hey, Don. Hey, how's it going? Good. Welcome back. Welcome back to your yes. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a reason I've been gone for so long. Yes, yes. First off, I'd like to say that uh, from uh, on behalf of me and Angie, we're really glad we got to see you more on our last Detroit visit. Yeah, it was a blast. You got to experience the oddity of Detroit-style pizza. Yes, it was delicious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, your kick-ass man cave and beautiful home. Uh, we got to do Motor City Legacy together, which was a nice time to kind of get to hang out a little bit more and stuff. Yeah. Of course, Obvious. unfortunately, the reason that we haven't been able to see you quite as much, and maybe if people have come to the conventions and noticed that you haven't been at the table. Yeah, I've been kind of hiding at the background, sitting in a chair, <laughs> or not there at all. Right, and this has unfortunately all been to, uh, you have uh, been dealing with health issues, been being plagued yeah. with health issues yeah, for plagued. the last couple of years. Well, it's been, it's been about, what, eh, about a year and a half, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, last year, well, first... You know, COVID obviously threw the whole world into turmoil. Right. And then, you know, uh, outside of my health issues, I lost my mother. Right. And then in January, um, I had like a, like not this past January, the, the, you know, January of 2022, I was having pain in my feet. And I'm just like, what is going on? What is going on? You know? Mm-hmm. And then, I found some um, a vascular problem in my left foot that I was just, you know, there was like discussions that if it got worse, I might have to amputate a toe, oh, you know? And I'm nice. like, what? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> and thankfully that problem subsided. Right, right. Uh, it took yeah. a year. It took a year. It was like a weird vascular issue that uh-huh. had me hobbling along, but then... I started getting pains in my stomach and my side, and they found like a a 13 
send them, you know, 13 millimeter gallstones spinning around and just cutting my gallbladder up to shreds. Ooh, God, that doesn't, oh, that just doesn't sound good. No. <laughs> and <laughs> so I had to get that. And then, of course, that's like a two month recoup, uh-huh. you know, and then you have to figure out what you can and you can't eat anymore. Right. And then while they were doing that surgery, they found that I had a double hernia. Mm they had a, a an umbilical hernia that they fixed during that procedure, but then I had two more and they're like, well, we can't do this one until you're recouped from your last one. So that was March. And then in July I ended up, you know, and I've been basically sitting on my ass at home in pain. And then I had the double hernia surgery where I had to sit on my ass at home in pain. And you know how that is. Oh God. You- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had a hernia surgery. I just had a hernia yourself. surgery. Yeah, two weeks ago, so I'm still a little yeah, sore. Yeah, it's not a, it's not pleasant. <laughs> no, so, that's a little rough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I had that, and then in October, after the hernia surgery, I went and got a booster, which I guess I I'm not I I guess I can't go get it again. I got the Pfizer booster. Uh-huh. Ended up in the hospital. Oh, geez. I well, I was starting to get angioedema, which I had on the. The dead pit broadcast. Uh, I just did a dead pit live show an hour before we went on. I started to get an angioedema attack, something that I I never got until I got the booster. It swelled up my throat, my tongue, the side of my mouth. I got hives on my face, and I ended up in the hospital. And it was just like an allergic reaction to the vaccine, and uh, and I'm still having. Even to even you know recently, it's been since October. Mm-hmm. I'm still having issues. Hmm. So it's like at any moment, I could just my throat could swell up. I've, I'm carrying around an EpiPen. I mean, it's crazy. And then the worst part. <laughs> was, <laughs> Tell me what's really wrong. <laughs> well, and the, the, the real kicker was this year. I thought you know New Year's Eve. I was making jokes with people. You know, hey, next year is going to be great. You know, no more <laughs> health issues. What could go wrong? And I was making fun of it. Uh-huh. I was like, okay, you know, maybe it'll be an appendicitis. And Jerry's like, stop. You know, right. don't say that. <laughs> right. You know, maybe I'll get an appendicitis. I got something that was absolutely. The furthest from my mind, mm. I I was going in because I'm 55. I was mm. going in for my, you know, my colonoscopy mm-hmm, at 55. Mm-hmm. And I went to the doctor and they take your temperature now because of COVID, you know. And I walk in and they're like, hey, you've got 103 fever. And they're like, you don't feel anything? I said, no, I don't, I don't feel anything weird at all. And then they took my temperature again. It was like 102.3 or something like that. So it was hovering. They took my temperature four times and I'm like, what is going on? They go, well, maybe you've got COVID. And so they gave me a COVID test, negative. They gave me an RSV test, negative. They gave me a flu test, negative. I'm like, what is going on? So they go, well, you've got a fever, go home and let us know if you get, you know, in a couple of days, you know, we'll figure this out. So I'm laying at home and I'm, just kind of sitting in bed for like three days. And I started getting weaker and weaker and weaker. And I was like, maybe I got walking pneumonia or something. This is horrible. So I fall asleep on a Friday night. And when I wake up now, I live alone. I, you know, I have my own house. I, you know, I'm, I'm here by myself. I wake up Saturday afternoon at two 30 in the afternoon in the hospital. Oh my post post-surgery oh 
And I'm like, okay, you know, imagine you go to sleep in your own bed, you wake up, the first thing you see is you're in a different place. Yeah, yeah, that's disconcerting. And I'm like, okay, what? I'm like, whoa, 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 what's going on? And the nurse comes in. I had sepsis. Um, I had a tumor, like, like near my left leg and left butt cheek. And it was in, you know, and you know, your, your butt's all fatty tissue. So I never even knew it was there. Right. It was just there and it ruptured. God knows how many days before I must've been a week or six days, something like that. They said that, uh, I had about two days to live if I hadn't gotten to the hospital to this day. I still don't know. I mean, I somehow woke up, got i i assume i showered i got <laughs> got up got got in the car went to the emergency room they said i looked like a zombie from the walking dead uh, they said you walked in you were complaining about pain below your waist and we took some blood and your white blood cell count was basically nothing so you had nothing fighting infection and uh, we gave you a ct scan all this i don't remember any of it I don't remember checking into the hospital. I don't remember doing the blood test, the CT scan, anything. They found the tumor and it had ruptured and they had to do an emergency surgery on me. But, and I spent seven, six, seven days in the hospital. Um, and they told me they're like a couple more days and you wouldn't have made it. Wow. Wow. So I was, they were, I was on death's door mm. and, uh, it was a little crazy I've never experienced anything like that before. Right. Right. And, uh, it kind of, kind of woke me up a little bit. I'm like, okay, you know, maybe life is a little, you know, a little, it it just kind of, it's precious. can pass you by at a moment's notice. You could be gone tomorrow. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, well, shit, you know, they had the priest come in and talk to me and everything. I mean, it was right. <laughs> it was right. Crazy. Well, tomorrow is definitely not promised to us. You know, Angie got right. a really bad infection after a surgery and she almost died. And that Ugh. was the hardest thing for me to go through and to watch Ugh. someone go through that. I know what you went through. And, and that's, yeah, I mean, that's tough. you know, watching, I, you know, I had to watch my mother die of COVID. And then this, you know, a year and a half later, I like, here I am. And am I going to make it out of here? You know, is this going to be it for me? I, you know, I was thinking, you know, cause I had a lot of time to think while I was in the hospital. Um, I was just like, you know, I'm 55 and I've been in this business since 1990, what, two, three. I, I think we started elite entertainment in 1992 cause we released night of the living dead in 93. So I've been in this business for 31 years, and if this is the way I'm going to go, if I'm if I'm not going to make it out of here, I kind of said to myself, well, I at least I did something with my life to make other people happy. You know, I was like, I didn't waste my life. I I I busted my ass and I did this, and you know, my legacy is these beautiful things that people have on their shelves, you know, mm-hmm. the movies that they love. And I helped get those out to the market. And I'm just like, I didn't really waste my life. Right, and, right. uh, and I'm like, well, I, you know, uh, dying at 55 sure would suck. Oh, yeah. But if I, but if I did, <laughs> at least I'm okay with it. Right you know? now. Now, when you were having these deep thoughts where did you also sit there and think, 
you know, as soon as that Tim guy came around and started doing this podcast, my health has gone to shit. Maybe I should right, fire no, him. No, actually, actually, <laughs> the one thing that did pass me by was, fuck, I guess I'm not going to be able to do the real version of The Exorcist after all. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one you want to restore. I know it. I remember it. I know, it. Yeah. I know. It's, a, you know, because I hate to tell the public that don't know, but the original version that warner brothers is hawking is still not the real one right so right we're talking about that you know, last time you were on too yeah right? it's got the it's got the morph it doesn't have the cut and that's not the real version i want to do you know just give me the regular version without all the silly you know eileen deep faces on the refrigerator sure. shit. sure right you know right, right. <laughs> well you know it's it's uh i'm we're I, I speak for i know everyone we're very glad that you have come out of the 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 depths of despair like that and start I'm I, I, still I, not out of the woodwork yet but I, I but I've been around that. you and your spirits are much better you yeah. seem to have a oh, much yeah. much better lo- outlook on life um and yeah. we've we've yeah. we were talking before we started recording we've lost a few people in this industry lately and yeah. you know including Bill and Walt Olson yeah it sucks yeah I mean it's 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 awful I mean you know I you know Jay Douglas Yes. You know, who arguably mm-hmm. is the guy that got me into this business, mm-hmm. you know, from he was from Anchor Bay and I worked with him when I was with Elite. We had an off chance meeting at VSDA years ago in the early 90s. And he was just like, hey, I know, you know, you guys did Night of the Living Dead. How would you guys like to do, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street? How would you like to do Dawn of the Dead? How would you like to do Texas Chainsaw and all you know, two and all this stuff? And we're like, of course we would. And then, and arguably that, you know, that relationship sort of expanded elite and kind of, if it, you know, I still feel like if it wasn't for Jay Douglas, I probably wouldn't be here today doing, I wouldn't be talking to you. I wouldn't be, you know, I made the joke. I'd probably be sitting behind a kiosk at state farm and, New Mexico as a fire claims adjuster or something, you know, which is the job that they offered me, you know, I don't think I'd give, give this up for that, you know, right. and, you know, Jay Douglas and who, you know, after he left Anchor Bay, he stayed, you know, he went to Blue Underground for a while, then he left Blue Underground and went to CAV, which was our distributor for a long time. So we constantly talked, we had a relationship where we were talking to Jay daily, pretty much. And then, you know, he just, he died and it was just like, it was like, uh, it was like a shock, you know, it was like somebody punched me right in the face, you know, it's like, oh, Jay's gone. This is the guy that I kind of looked up to, you know, and, and he's, he's gone. And then we lost the twilight time. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. And now Walter and Bill, and it's just like, oh, yeah. You know, I guess when you think about it, you know, being in this business, as long as I have been, you know, this kind of shit's going to start happening. You know, it's like 30, 32 years. And it's like, mm, okay, you know. From what I've seen too, I mean, I know that, you know, every company is every, they're all separate companies. You're all at least friendly competitors and stuff. But hey, at the end of the day, I think everyone has a lot of respect for each other and appreciates what, yeah. what each other is doing and things like that, whether yeah. or not you do things different. And I know you hate to see a piece of, of this industry pass away like that you know it's got to be tough to see we're all in this together you know the the internet has a way of creating weird scenarios that are not true 
and uh you know it's just it's like if you if you if you if you read the forums you think we all hate each other i know and that's <laughs> i know it's just it's it's crazy it's just really it's really like stupid. it's like guys at home playing with their gi joe guys and you are the gi joe guys and they're starting <laughs> fights between you know? <laughs> it's like you know oh my god you know right right well you yeah. know here's the thing though too and this is something that I kind of talk about a little bit in the show, especially with Jerry too. It's it's because I I see some of these arguments on forums and things like that too. And of course, you know sometimes I don't we, even call them arguments. I call them ridiculous speculation. Sure. Well, know? right, right, yeah. yeah. And it's kind of like you look at you're like I don't think these people really know what they're they're really talking about. And it's okay because <laughs> no. you, you know because I guess people are still. And if they did, we'd all be on the forum. Sure. Right. That's a good point. If yeah. they if they did, you know, you'd have me still there. You'd have Cliff McMillan there. You'd have people representing a lot of the labels getting on and talking. But you, it doesn't. It seems like everything's delving into like horrible, uncivil discussions. Right. You know? Right. Blame games. These guys suck. These guys. You know. It's just like what. Right. Well, you know, why and, would we want to go back there and answer your question? Exactly. You know, if, exactly. And, yeah. the, and the thing is, like, the people on there, like, you don't know what they're struggling with in their lives when they're yeah. complaining and doing stuff. But the, but the, on the flip side of that, you just discussing what you've been going through medically. Right. I know. And then they're like, it takes ups forever to put something out. It's like, well, yeah, you know, when you're almost dead for a year and a half, I kind of had to take it a little easy. Right. You know? right. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're, 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 I'm back. I mean, I'm not out of the woodwork yet. My, I'm still dealing. The sepsis may have screwed up my circulatory system in my legs. So Mm -hmm. my legs are filling up with fluid and I have, I got these crazy, like these like legs that like push the fluid out of my legs into my core and it redistributes the fluid. I mean, it's a weird thing. I'm twice a day. Every day I have to put on these like pants that blow up and push oh, right. the water out of my legs. Yeah, like the things you have to wear, like the the um, like when you're having surgery. Yeah, you know, and, and and I have to. I mean, it feels great. It feels like a massage, but I'm not out of the woodwork yet, you know. And uh, and so things are getting back to normal. I mean, you know, we we I just finished Crocodile yesterday. Oh, sweet! Yeah, that's one thing I was going to yeah. ask you about. Yeah, crocodile is done. It went to the replicator yesterday, uh, so you know um, we're going to be doing a, a a release of that soon. Soon as I I, I don't unlike a lot of companies who announce things many many months in advance and then they haven't even started. I don't feel comfortable doing that. So, like I like to announce things when I know they're like eighty percent done. So, you know, I'm like, okay, well, Crocodile, you know, we'll announce it. We'll, we'll do another deal where we, we do something with uh, Synapse and, and Diabolic DVD, you know, with mm-hmm. a limited slipcover. You know, the limited Great. slipcover that has the nudity on the slipcover, but the regular version obviously won't have the nudity on it. But, uh, yeah. So, so is that next? Is that, that going to be the, the next uh, release, yeah, you think? Yeah, because, I mean, you figure... I mean, with the replication, the way it's going, mm-hmm. maybe they'll be done in like three weeks. Okay. And then, you know, so maybe in the next month or so we'll have that announced and it'll, it'll be something that 
won't go through our normal MVD channels right away. It'll be on our website okay. and on, on Diabolic as well. So, so everyone should sign up for the newsletter, I would imagine, and then maybe yeah, they would get yeah, the inside scoop. Yeah, you know, the newsletter, it's crazy. We, we've gone through like two or three newsletter companies, like email companies, and they all give me problems. Oh, really? You know, <laughs> oh, we're no. still, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, they got mad. Like, okay, I've only sent out like two or three. Yeah, it's only been a couple. And, yeah. Yeah. And the first newsletter went out. We had, you know, we put up a thing and people, people signed up. And, you know, when we started, you know, because we don't put people on spammy lists, you know, we hate doing that. So you have to, you have to say, hey, Synapse, I want to be on your mailing list. So the first uh, newsletter went out. We had like 2,500 people. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it grew to the next newsletter. It was like eight or 9,000 people. So as soon as that happened, Oh, you must be sending out spam emails. We're freezing your account. It's like, <laughs> what, 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 what are you talking about? <laughs> well, you know, we don't usually have, uh, people that go from, you know, 2000 to 9,000 in 30 <laughs> days, you must be, I'm like, Oh, go F yourself. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it, you know, it's not like, you know, we're not spamming people. It's just people that signed up. They're punishing you for your success. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly it. They're like, well, until we analyze the situation, we have suspended your account. I'm like, well, I'm going to suspend your fucking paycheck <laughs> yeah, right. no kidding. because we're paying you by the month right right so i mean so now we're you know it's it's crazy you know they are that's a, that's the perfect thing to say they're punishing us for our success right so if you look you know, so that's another yeah. thing you got to deal with right so yeah. so that's a, that's that's the thing too and the, you, and and synapse is not exactly like a a, a 50,000 employee company it's no, it's you and Jerry two guys and Noah and you Noah know, we're, right we're two guys in an office and Noah you know who does our mail orders right and you have and a road it. crew but they're not they don't work in the office I don't work in your office right. I'll come in and joke around right. and help a little bit but that's because I'm just I'm there I'm going to help but it's literally right. like and a Jerry's three person more, yeah yeah, Jerry's more of the deal maker and the and the check writer and the bill payer, and I'm more of the production guy. So really, all of it falls on me, and I had all that shit happen in the last year, year and a half. So, you know, I apologize to everybody for my health issues, but that's just the way it goes. You well, know? I think it's just good I to mean, highlight that everybody working on these releases are, is human. These are all boutique labels yeah. and companies, and it's difficult to get... I mean, we're talking, we're, we're dealing mostly with older films here with crumbling and, and decaying elements. Yeah, and, 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 and you know, even, even films that aren't that old. For example, like The Convent. You know, The Convent was, uh, was a film that took us forever to get the good materials. I mean, if you've ever seen The Convent on, like, Amazon Prime or whatever, it looks like shit. It looks terrible. Why? Because there's no film material for it. Like there wasn't, nobody knew where the film material was. So this version on Amazon was always a print and it looked terrible. And I was just like, okay, I want to do the content, but I can't, I can't use this. This is shit. And so for years during COVID, we found out where the material was and it was locked up in a vault in LA. 
but it was like nobody was working because of COVID. Everybody was home. And they're like, well, we can't go in. We can't. You got to send this to the attorney. And then the attorney's home. And he's like, well, I, I'm not in the office. And this was, it took finally, it took two and a half years for us to finally push and push and push until they finally relented and went into the office and got us the material. And it was just like, people have no idea how long it takes sometimes to do this stuff. It happens to all of us. And with me, I don't want to like compromise. I'm not, I'm not one of those people that goes, Oh my God, we've only got this movie for five years and it's taken some two and a half years to get, I'll, I'll still get it done. I, I want it done the right way. I'm not going to shovel something out in an inferior quality because I can, you know, and because I feel like I need to start monetizing this. And that kind of sets us apart. And I understand that because we're a small independent company, we can do that more than some of the big companies like Shout Factory, right. you know, the bean counters are like, hey, you know, we've got this until 2028. We got to get it out in three months. Right, right. You know, that's just not the way we work. Right. I think I think people yeah. notice the difference a lot more too nowadays. Like now I have a 85 inch 4K mm-hmm. you know, uh, the Dolby Vision TV and everything and I can see every every pimple you know, on a, yes. on a release and stuff. And, and mm-hmm. I even put my glasses on to see how if the film grain is good <laughs> and everything, you know, and right, stuff. But yeah. I think it, 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 I mean, look, prices for you guys and for the consumer aren't going down. So you need no. to, you need to make sure yeah. like that. Things you're, are going, and arguably things have gone quite a bit up since oh, absolutely. shut everything down. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like we were just talking about cases the other day mm-hmm. and you know, the case, this particular case that we want to use maybe for an upcoming release is like 98 cents a piece. And you have to buy, you have to buy a pallet of them to get that price. Right. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the, that's a dollar that adds a dollar of raw cost to a disc. Right. That wasn't, you know, wasn't, it's just, it's, it's nuts. So, you know, we're all struggling and trying to get through this and, you know, with, with the stores, like, yeah, I mean, Best Buy hasn't carried our stuff in eons in the stores, but I can't help but notice like a couple of the Best Buys in my area have remodeled they remodeled like last year and they've removed, they've removed physical media, you know? And it's like, so I, I don't even go into that. I mean, I was going into this Best Buy for 10, 12 years looking, you know, on Tuesdays, looking to see what's new, looking at the steel book. Now there's nothing there. And, and what is so, there is know, usually like a spindle thing maybe. And it's just the brand new, big, big studio. Yeah, releases. It's like, okay, here's quantum mania yeah. and creed three. Right. Right. And you then, know, and it's like, right. Oh, okay. That's just to get but, you to buy the players yeah. that they have for sale there. They probably don't sell yeah. enough of anymore too. you know, just to have right. to go home and, with. and, and, but that, but people don't even equate that to, well, that's, you know, that means that physical media is on its way out and that sucks because i'm a collector i love physical media i don't like you know buying crap on you know uh itunes and shit like that even though <laughs> i am guilty of it for certain movies like do you really was, do you really think it's going it's really gonna go away go away i you know i, I keep hearing I about this we want it to, i don't think we want it to i think it's all 
I think it's all up to the big boys, like the Walmarts and the Targets and the and the Best Buys. I think they're dictating the way it's going, and the way it's going isn't, you know. I mean, look, I buy ninety percent of my stuff from Diabolic DVD. You know, even if it's like an, a, a a U.S. release, if he's got it up there, I'll support the little guy. I'll buy from him as opposed to going and picking it up at Walmart or Target or Best Buy or where driving. Now I got to drive twenty minutes to a different Best Buy if I want to pick up a, you know, something. But uh, I'll just buy it from from Jesse at Diabolic. But yeah, I, you know, I hate to think it. But, you know, as long as there's people to buy the physical media and the collectors are out there, it's kind of turning into a Laserdisc kind of a market again. You know, back when, when I got into this business, Laserdisc was a niche thing. And so we weren't, you know, we weren't selling, you know, 60, 70, 80,000 Laserdiscs of aliens, you know, or 100,000 Jaws. You know, we right. were selling five, six, seven thousand. And uh, that's the way it was. But, but you, there was a lot less work involved with laser discs, well, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, Do you think that maybe, you know, though, it might... I mean, when you look at the resurgence of vinyl, even VHS, for crying out loud, and VHS yeah. is like the worst format sure. known to man. And it's like, but yeah. but even with I this mean, resurgence, you know, do you think... passionate about it. Yeah, do you think yeah. there'll be a resurgence in general, though, that it'll... I hope so. I, I just have this feeling that there's always going to be people that want to hold on to something... I, I said, well, there's a difference between watching something and then collecting something. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Uh, especially yeah. a newer film. You know, like, how do right. you know, like, let's say I'm going to pick out a new film that just popped in my head, Cocaine Bear. Okay, now, right. now if there would be a release of that, I, I think there is a Blu-ray coming, I'm not sure. But there the, the, is. Okay. Yeah, it's out. So, so you, uh, I wouldn't necessarily buy Living Dead at Manchester Morgue had I not seen it before, but I know that movie, yeah. and when I see a great you know, a uh, version of it come out that you guys did. Yes. I'm going to grab it. Yeah. And I think that like, if right. people like cocaine bear, they might just watch it on their streaming platform and go, Holy cow. I really like this movie. Yeah. They'll rent it for five ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. But then if yeah. they really like it, that's what I did. <laughs> well, right. But if they really like it, I think that the collector might still buy it like later yeah. on, like if they like it or something, especially, yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah. I haven't seen it on 4k. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there is a 4k of it. I, I mean, I'm so kind of not, yeah, I, I, it, you know, if it was on sale, um, you know, I might purchase something like Cocaine Bear in 4K because mm -hmm. it was kind of fun. You know, I'd watch that movie mm -hmm. again. I just think people yeah, invest like, in things they know more than what they they don't. So I think the streaming is almost like a as being is like what the theaters used to be pumped into your home. Yeah. And then uh, you have to go out of your way to get a disc. You have to go out of your way yeah. to buy something like that, you know. So I understand it's not huge. Right. But. No, that's that's absolutely true. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I mean, this is kind of an, uh, an aside, but, you know, there's a there's a very, very, very high end audio video store or audio video uh, retailer that's here uh, near it's like, you know, 10, 10 minutes away from me. And they sell like Macintosh and, you know, the, you know, all the, you know, everything that's super expensive, you know, projectors for $20,000, right, right. you know, that kind of stuff. And so the guy calls me up cause I, I've bought my entire home theater stuff from them mm -hmm. and he calls me up and he's like, Hey, you know, we're selling this kaleidoscape thing. And I knew what that was. It's like a, it's like a server box that gives you like uncompressed video and audio that's like better resolution or better bit rate 
than like a Blu-ray or a 4K. Oh wow! Hmm. And 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 it's like you know, like a like an iTunes or a Vudu where you go, okay, I want this version of Jaws in 4K, and you know, you'll pay sixteen ninety nine, and it'll download to your server and you can play it you know but i have a plex server at home so <clears throat> it's kind of like that where you can just have anything on demand but they're like yeah this is like the, you know this system is really good and i know someone who actually has this system uh at home and they sing its praises but it's like the base is a system is like twenty five thousand dollars Oh gosh, yeah. And I'm like, what? The? And I'm like, what? The? I can, I can, I can, you know, <laughs> twenty five grand for a, for a, for a glorified iTunes. Right. I mean, seriously. Right. I mean, yes. I mean, my I have a friend who's got it, and yes, the Jaws looks and sounds better if you can believe it than the 4K does. It just does. It's like, oh my God, you can kind of, you can just see it right away, the difference. But twenty-five grand, and that's the cheapest one. And I'm like, is this where they want people to go? Right. And they want people to start, you know, downloading and, and putting things on I just I like having a disc. I like yeah. having the case and the you know, it it's it it, it it hits a bit different than the laserdisc days because the laserdisc days, you know, it was like twelve by twelve, you know, or what you know, with the big art and the gatefolds and stuff, and it was like, wow, this is cool. But I just like having the stuff, you know. I I worry about it when you know everybody's like, oh, I just watch it online, and I see a lot of debates. Is streaming really worse than than buying the physical? Well, yeah, it is. It is. And, it, it, you know, and, and but people still have to be told that. And then just the other day I was reading on a forum where somebody's noticing that movies that they've bought on Vudu are now disappearing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was about ready to bring that and up. And it's like, mm -hmm. and it's like, OK, so this is where it's going. As right. soon as a student, you, you buy a movie. And you pay, you know, uh, fourteen ninety nine for the four K of something on Voodoo, and you have it for a couple of years, and without warning, all of a sudden one day you wake up and it's just not there anymore. Right. Yep. And, and you're you're you just you paid fourteen ninety nine for this movie a couple of years ago, and now you can't watch it. Well, people don't realize they're buying a license to watch the movie through that right. provider. They're not buying the movie itself. When you buy a disc from Synapse, it's yours. Right. And, and it's like, as soon as they decide, Hey, you know what guys, uh, we're, we're, we're selling the company and, you know, we don't own the rights to this movie anymore. You know, I, and then, and voodoo is told, okay, all the movies from this company need to come down. And it's like, this is what's going to happen to people who buy things digitally you know you never own it and when you have a physical copy of it it's sitting on your shelf you can watch it anytime you want in a better quality right well and then the, the, the streaming platforms like the netflixes and amazon primes and stuff are very cool for someone who wants to kind of search around and kind of find something sure. a little hidden treasure or something the problem that i yeah. have with that as a musician let's say i went through all yeah. this with napster and all that now, the, now mm -hmm. the movie industry is going through it because usually the music industry gets hit first 
because it's a simpler thing. And then the, and then the, the movie industry gets hit next, and that's what's happened now. Where it's like nobody's making anything except for the people who are owning the platforms, providing right. the stuff, and it's it's up right. to them what to provide. And then they right. don't the 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 piece of the pie. I was watching an interview or a documentary. I can't remember what it was. It had Lloyd Kaufman in it. And Lloyd Kaufman's always a, a he's a scream to listen to when he's, he's talking hoot. about yeah. business and he calls them devil worshiping, soul sucking bastards and stuff. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but, but it was was really disheartening. Was this this was probably right. a ten or fifteen year old interview I was watching, and he was actually saying that there is a possibility for streaming to reinvigorate independent cinema. Because now it can go to straight to people's homes, and that at the time this interview was being done, the artist was still getting at least a respectable cut of those yeah. streams. And of course, we know that has been completely dissolved away to almost nothing now. Yeah. And so we've right. lost again, in a way. And what it's doing yeah. is, as a consumer, yeah, maybe you might get some old stuff that you've seen, and maybe it's easier, but you're not going to get anything of much new quality all you're going to do is get like maybe three superhero movies a year coming out like right. to make a lot of money and just crap coming out that's independent. Not because it needs to be crap, because there's no resources anymore for these people with good ideas t- to create something worthwhile because there's no money in it. Right. Yeah, no, that happens. I mean, you know, it's it's. It's weird. The stream, you know, and then there's like the the weird thing where you know you mentioned. I think you mentioned Amazon Prime. Yeah, I was like tooling around Amazon Prime the other day, just kind of looking, you know, because you can add things to your list or whatever. And I was like, nope, got that, got that, got that, got that, you know. And I'm looking at all this stuff, and I'm just like, yeah, I've already got this. And then I ran into a high def version of Stewardess School uh-huh. <laughs> on Amazon Prime, yeah. and I'm like, wait, what? Right, hold up. You know, why, what, what is going on? There's a high-def stewardess school yeah. on Amazon Prime. Yeah. <laughs> and, and a high-def end of the world. Uh-huh. There's the high-def end of the world. Isn't Christopher Lee? I think Christopher Lee. Yeah, there. yes, he is. Yeah. And, and, and the Daytime Ended, which is, you know, a Charlie Dan thing. Right. Those are up for in high-def. Yes. And I'm like, you can't get, you know. So, the, I mean, it's certainly pluses and minuses. But the way the industry is going I, you know, I hate to think of what's going to be, you know, in five years, you know, all it's going to take really is for a major studio to stop. And that's going to, you know, a a replication plant is going to close, you know, what, you know, what if Sony, you know, like if, if Universal or Paramount or somebody just says, you know what, there's no money in this anymore. We're just going to stop physical media. We're going to start, just put our 4Ks up on our on our streaming platforms. If that happens, the pressing plants will close because they're not going to have enough volume to keep the doors open and keep the lights on. So, you know, it's, it's like, it's just like laser disc, you know, just like you said with vinyl and VHS tapes, I inquired, I was like, Hey, are there any replicate laser disc? Cool. Wouldn't it be cool if we did like a laser disc at Suspiria? Oh yeah, it would be. And I was like, you know, let's, let's, let's do, I mean, there's vinyl and there's VHS. Let's, let's see. There's not one laser disc replicator. Wow. Nobody, not one at all. Nobody. Huh? They're all closed and all the machines are, you know, gone. I mean, I, we called around, we called around, uh, Japan, nobody's got anything mm-hmm. it's all over with and you know what dvd and blu-ray 
could go that same way. Um, maybe not in, you know, I, I won't say my lifetime, but maybe by the time I decide that I'm done and retired, <laughs> there might be, there might be no physical media left. I mean, when Best Buy stops selling physical media, that's huge. You know, because that was the only reason I ever went into that Best Buy was to go on Tuesday and look and, and buy a couple of movies if they were there. Right. You're not going to stand there and burn a hole in your pocket with a wall full of TVs you can't afford to take home with you. <laughs> so right. You yeah. You have something and to I'm take home. Like, well, right? you know, when Best Buy decides that it's time to get rid of physical media in some of their stores, that's a wake up call. Right. But, you know, but that's kind of the beauty of, of us independents. You know, we do we kind of do things that kind of, you know, elevate our, you know, with the slip covers and the extras. I mean, like with the uh, Tenebrae and Phenomena, we did the book and the poster and the, and the cards, you know, you, you give the collector something right to, to, to keep it. Right. You know, and then you end up, then, then you end up selling, you know, two or three copies to the same guy. And then he ends up putting two of them up on eBay for three times as much as you can. I know. I can't stand that stuff. Yeah. It's just like, good gravy. Stop it's it. It's like, oh, here's that guy that bought three phenomena. Oh, look, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, look, he's got him for, he's got him for a hundred dollars on, on eBay now. Yeah, but, you know, that's the way it goes. One thing, too, I was going to mention to you was, uh, you know, or just ask you about, too, is now that you've 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 been in a little bit of better health here the last few months and gotten to go to yeah. a few shows, and I was going to talk to you about mm-hmm. hasn't been great to get out there and start, you know, seeing the folks again and some of the fans. Yeah. And with that also, isn't it kind of cool? Because I've noticed this, too, at the table and helping a couple friends at shows I help. Isn't it kind of cool to see some of the younger younger kids come up and you can tell that that there's pockets of young people that are yes. collecting these things. Isn't that pretty cool? Yeah. 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 You bring like the kids, like the people that got start, you know, I started in this business 30 years ago, you know, some of these people have little kids and they come up and they're like, Oh, you know, I want to, I want to show my, you know, my kid, you know, this movie. Right. Finally. Right. He's old enough. to. I think he's old enough to watch demons with me now, you know? <laughs> right. right. Well, <laughs> like, and that's, and that's definitely you know. cool too. That's the parent handing it down. But I've yeah. noticed like, you know, like young 20 somethings, you know, coming up yeah. and, and you can tell they're, they're nerding into this stuff and they're, they're learning. You know, one thing that it's very difficult for someone who's been around like yourself and someone like maybe myself that have, have had a lifetime of movie watching is sometimes yeah. you'll, you'll listen to these young people talk and you have to stop and take off your snob hat <laughs> and yep. realize that they've only had a few years to absorb things and they're mentioning yeah. things that you might have seen 10 times and you have to see this. But it's almost like you got to reel that all back in and say, isn't it so cool that this person is starting this journey that I've been on my whole yeah. life and they have all these yeah. experiences yet to have? Yeah, they all come up to the table and they point and laugh at Frankenhooker. Like, <laughs> oh, what's that? Oh my god! And I was like, you have no idea how much that me that movie means to people. Mm-hmm. You know, they've never seen it. You mm-hmm. know, and they're in their twenties and thirties, and they're like, what the hell is Frankenhooker? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you have no idea how cool this movie actually is. Right. You know. Right. You know, and 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 it's nice to introduce people to new stuff. You know, like. Um, our buddy Sean, who works with us, you know, sure. he likes, yep. you know, he introduces people to like long weekend, mm-hmm. you know, which mm-hmm. is one of my favorites, mm-hmm. 
And, and, you know, it's like, I've never heard of this movie before, you know, and they never, you know, I mean, there's a shot for shot remake of the damn thing, you know, from the guy who made Valentine. Yeah. Nature's grave or something Um, it's called. Yeah. It's great though. (laughs) I mean, they're both great. Mm -hmm. And, and, but it's, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, when we put it out, people were kind of lukewarm on it. They didn't know what it was. And now it's like, oh my God, this is great. You know, it's like a weird sort of slow burn animal attack movie that actually has some substance to it. And it's nice to introduce. And then they'll come back at the next show and say, you know, thanks for that. You know, you guys got me to buy this this one and I really love it. You know, and that's what's the best part about the shows is is introducing people to some of the stuff that they have no idea what it is. And then they come back the next time and they remember and they say, hey, thank you for, you know, showing me this movie. You know, you know, you guys got me to buy this thing. And I thought it was really awesome. And ultimately, that's what you got into this. And what you do it for is to give people the best representation of these these films that we all love to people. Right. Yeah. I'm going to shift gears just a little bit here because I have sure. kind of a techie question. And I know you like the okay. techie questions. And it, it sparked up when we were we did the, the episode about Satan's Little Helper. Okay, and uh, I think Ryan and I were talking uh, when we were just having our mood, our our movie nerd conversation toward the end, and we discussed the fact that it was shot digitally, mm-hmm. and that was uh, in the earlier days was, of yeah doing that very early days, right? <laughs> well, and we kind of brought this up and we left it open ended because we both knew this was a Don question. But what what's the differences and the challenges? Uh, what I mean, really, what differences are there? I know there is some, but when you're restoring yeah. something or cleaning something up that has like a, a film or a negative source, and then mm-hmm. you're trying to do something for something that has a digital source, what, what are the unique yeah. challenges and differences? Between well, the, two? the digital sources are already pretty much done. You know, so like when we did Satan's Little Helper, Satan's Little Helper was finished. There were there were uh, errors in the master that were, you know, I mean, we're not the first people to put out Satan's Little Helper. It came out from another company and it was on, you know, streaming services and stuff before. But there were there were errors in those presentations, like little hiccups in the audio or whatever. And uh I was able to easily fix that stuff. Like when we were doing the commentary and, you know, sync ups and stuff, you know, uh, I was like, Hey, wait, there, there was a little audio tick here during this scene. And it's on every version of the movie. You know, it's a digital glitch in the master. Let's fix it. So we can, we can do that. I mean, you know, when we do something digitally, you know, 99.9% of the time, the movie's already done. So it makes my life a hell of a lot easier. Um, yeah, when it's shot digitally, but you so know, it's a lot easier doing... to fix things, you think, then because I find that in audio. Oh, yeah, well, yes, and no. I mean, it's I mean, when you're dealing with film and 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 scratches and dirt and you know, things, yeah, it's much more. It, it really, it, you know, I mean, it all depends too. I mean, every movie is different, so you, you know, there's always new challenges every time we do something from film you know it's like well how much is this going to (laughs) cost you know (laughs) i mean you you'll have movies that cost you know tens of thousands of dollars you know just to fix and uh it's just you know and then there's movies that don't need any fixing at all you know Uh, and and it's and it's just that's the difference i mean digital stuff like um 
we've got another movie uh, that we're you know in the pre-production on that was shot all digital and i've seen it and it's like well we don't have to fix anything you know the audio and the video is perfect and you know and uh you know if anything you know the the one thing that you you know some people that shoot in 4k they kind of for they kind of forget about hdr so <laughs> you know well, we shot this in 4k but we didn't do, you know, we don't have it in HDR10 or Dolby Vision or anything. Uh-huh. So, you know, you you go back and 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 do it. Do you need you know, to do you need to like color correct or anything, or do you find yeah, that's yeah you have to do a know. new you have to do a new color correction, you know mm-hmm. that kind of thing because they didn't. I mean, it looks fine, but in this day and age, if you don't have something in HDR or Dolby Vision, people have a tendency to think that it's inferior for some reason. I don't know why because film in itself never had dolby vision or hdr right, anyway right, right so you know why why is it, if it's lacking hdr and dolby vision why does that make it a problem for right. you you know <laughs> just because it's in 4k you expect that to be there okay well sometimes sure. i think it, it hurts picture when you, you overcook oh, it yeah 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 right. yeah like good good fellas for example i can't even watch that 4k i think it looks there's terrible. a few 4ks that are embarrassing that, yeah. I, that i've seen yeah that. Um, it's, it's awful yeah i'm gonna ask you about a few release i'm just gonna throw the title at you and you tell me what you want to tell me about them okay so okay. so uh these are titles that we've already talked about before that mm-hmm. have been out there in the ether already i'm not throwing anything out that hasn't been discussed at least once or twice before. So you already talked about crocodile for a little while. That was one Uh of them. Mm -hmm. So here comes Mm -hmm. the next, here comes the next ball. Here comes the next pitch. The Mm -hmm. next, next movie is deadly spawn. Deadly spawn is, is where here's what, well, because of the year that I was pretty much on my, my butt laying on a couch. Mm -hmm. Um, the, uh, we, we finished it and the movies and what i want to do is i was like you know what this this movie did play theaters and you know it was released in 133 uh on video when we put it out on on dvd years ago so i'm actually like hey maybe we could give you know the customer multiple aspect ratios so you know we're 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 looking at it in 133 which is fine but we're also kind of looking at it and seeing what it looks like in like one six six and 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 stuff like that. So, uh, but that being said, you know you have to do that now. There's four different versions. <laughs> there's like there's like the the Deadly Spawn Blu-ray Master, and there's the Deadly Spawn uh, 4K Master, and there's the Deadly Spawn Blu-ray and one three three and one six six, and the, you know, so it's like okay, here's the Cinemascope um, version where you can just see people's right, eyes, right, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, it's that it's taking a little bit more time, but I, I kind of, I, to be honest with you, I like, you know, I mean, in the theater, it was horrendously crop, uh-huh. right? When it played theater theaters, it was really meant to be a one, three, three, okay. you know, that's right. how they shot it. I mean, there was a bunch of guys that got together and made a movie, right. you know? Right. And so when it played theaters, it was like horrendously cropped. I'm like, well, now, you know, let's, let, you know, if we do a one six six, you know, it might be it, the compositions are really, really nice. Okay, so yeah. we're, you know, we're we're gonna give the viewer a choice. Good, so, I like that because yeah, I like, especially yeah. like with, with the movies shot like in the 1950s where they're matted and stuff. I love watching yeah. Tarantula unmatted because people don't realize mm-hmm. that at that point you're really seeing more of the picture than yeah, you were before. Right. And not only that, I, at least to my eye. 
it looks a hell of a lot tighter. It looks like you're not blowing yeah. up the picture. You're seeing everything like in the proper the way. Yep. Yeah. I mean, That's it just exactly it looks it. nice and sharp and everything. You can see the film yeah. grain. It doesn't look zoomed in. Mm -hmm. You know, it's about right. that. So exactly. I appreciate that. All right. So yeah, here, here comes an, uh, now. Uh, so you're you're basically still trying to get the different aspect ratios put well, together. Well, you know, along? again, we're 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 just two guys. I've got a, a, sure. a bunch of movies in in the pipe before that. Right. So you know, we're we're doing well. I'll wait and you you ask me what movies you want me to talk. Gotcha. About. <laughs> All right. Well, here comes the next pitch. You you hit that one. That was a double. All right. Here we go. Okay. Here's the next one. Next one is Blue Sunshine. Oh, Blue Sunshine, we're, we're almost done with it. I'm actually just waiting. A guy is like, hey, you know, let's do a new intro with Jeff. Oh, okay. And I'm like, okay, so go over to Jeff's house and do the fucking intro already. It's <laughs> 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 like, you get this done. I was actually, uh, yesterday, I was putting all the assets onto a hard drive. You know, we're going to do the CD, too. And there's a, there's a weird, you know, a, a me being uh, obsessive. I was listening to the CD on, what is today, Thursday? I was listening to the CD on Tuesday, and I heard a, a digital tick on, like, one of the tracks. And I'm like, wait a minute, has this always been on every CD? I mean, there, you're, you're listening to it, and then all of a sudden you hear, like, a... Uh-huh, I know exactly. Sound. Yep. Yeah, and I'm like, wait a second, got to fix that. So I'm actually going in tomorrow... Uh, to my audio facility, and I'm going to be like, "Hey, pull up this track, and let's let's fix this before we master the the, the CD." So, uh, so we're and also um, uh, like we had on the the original uh, DVD, um, a friend of mine who does extras for like Kino and stuff. He said, "Hey, you know, I can do a, a still gallery for Blue Sunshine," and then of course he's been sick. Now, oh, for two weeks, right. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, you know. So, I mean, uh, the, the I mean, uh, we showed Blue Sunshine at Fantasia. Sure, right, right. Well, you know, a lot of people they see that that you guys have shown these restorations places and then they get frustrated because they, they don't know where the the disc is. But you even talking right. about there's a couple extras there's a couple little fixes we need yeah. to do that benefits you, know, you at the need, end people people need to be patient right that's all mm -hmm. you know i hate to i hate to be that guy but people just you know what the the same people that complain that something isn't out are, are the same people that have like 40 movies packed stacked in the back room that they haven't even opened yet <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> Guilty. Yeah, like, uh, you, you, Tim, you, yes. you know, where is it? Where is it? Oh, you know, you don't want to, you know, you got like 50 fucking titles over in the corner. You know, you, you can't, you know, watch one of those while right, you're waiting. Right, you right. Know? Well, I you think, know, I think what's, Tim. I think what, <laughs> I think too, what's, what's good to always remember for people like myself to buy this stuff is that, that patience gets rewarded because usually you're being patient either for something getting fixed so you don't get a damn recall from something. Yeah, knock on knock on whatever like surface I have sure, in front right. of me that we've never had a recall. You know, all these people, you know, they that we we've not had recalls. I mean, I don't think we've had a recall in the thirty. Well, yeah, in the thirty-two years I've been in this business, I mean, it was we've never had to like do a mass recall and send out replacements. I mean, sure, you get your you know, your odds and ends where on the, you know, in the replicator, somebody gets a scratch disc or something doesn't play. And, you know, you, you, you know, and then the replicator sends them out, but we've never had to recall like an entire run of something because of a mistake. 
and that and that is you know i mean everybody gets bum dicks i mean i i went to watch dread the other day from lionsgate now my disc doesn't play anymore and you know i was just like oh great well i opened but, up uh, i opened up the very first mcbain uh disc that came from the plant and it didn't have a disc in it <laughs> that's not a problem with synapse that's a problem with the packing place and right. you know and luckily that didn't happen again i didn't hear like yeah. something something will something will like fly off the conveyor belt during packing and you know something get i mean it happens to all of us i i was i was just talking to jesse uh at diabolic the other day where i have uh i got the got a gambler from him the 88 films got a gambler disc now i have the other one that came out a few months ago from a uh another company you know an import but i like 88 films because those guys are cool you know we deal with them too mm -hmm. you know and uh we just did a big you know trade with them i probably should have traded <laughs> but i bought the, the got a gamblers from 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 jesse and it won't even spin up in my player yeah, it happens. Yeah, and it does. I mean, that's not indicative of the entire run. You know, we'll get somebody who will be like, hey, my disc doesn't work. Is there a recall? It's like, uh, no, you just got a bum disc. It happens. Right, right. Well, you that know? was that was you the know? thing, too. I opened it, and then, of course, we opened another one, and they were all fine yeah. and everything. But yeah, it, was, of course. it was my heart stopped. I'm like, I don't want to be I the mean, person you, every, every company on the planet deals with that kind of stuff. Right. You know, everybody does. You right. know, I mean, like I had a mausoleum disc from Vinegar Syndrome that didn't have any audio. <laughs> like, oh, wow. The menu played. The menu played. And then uh -huh. I had friends over. We we're going to watch it because mausoleum's a blast. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and, right. and like, yeah. And, and I'm like, okay, we're watching mausoleum. I don't give a shit what you guys want to watch, but I'm watching mausoleum and you're here, so you're going to watch it. <laughs> right. and, 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 I, and we, we load up the disc and the menu plays and I hit play and then there's nothing. <laughs> And I'm like, God. And then of course I got in the, I got another one. Right, right. And it worked fine. Right, right. I have it so too. It's, yeah. it's <laughs> so weird. It it's like, you know what? You know, it just this is the kind of crap. I mean, who knows how this kind of stuff happens? I have no idea. I mean, I'm I'm puzzled at at how something like that can actually happen, but it does. Right. So so and, so uh, your patience is being rewarded with yeah. stuff that's gonna and also it's being rewarded with with maybe some more uh, content that that you're waiting on put on there, so the patience will be rewarded. Yeah, I could, you know, I could put out, you know, uh, uh, the convent, for example. Um, you know, I could put it out with, without QC and the subtitles. <laughs> but you know, today, as soon as I'm off the phone with you, I'm QCing subtitles for the convent today, and you know, and I'll go through it two or three times and make sure that all, you know, is, is to the best of my ability that the the subtitles are fine. And, uh, you know, and, and, uh, we've got, you know, uh, there's some, some extra gore and some stuff like that. That's in our version that was not in the version that, that Lionsgate put out. So, you know, it just takes time to do this kind of stuff. Right. All right. Here comes the next one. You know? Next, next pitch towards mm -hmm. you. Tag the assassination game. Tag the assassination game was one where we had a decent picture. We were able to find, we couldn't find the original negative. Uh, no one knows where the original negative went. I even went all the way back to like Roger Corman's company because they had released it at one time and they're like, yeah, we don't have anything here. And then I even went to, you know, screen factory, shout factory, cause shout factory bought the, 
the the Roger Corman library. And I was like, do you guys have the negative for tag and any of your stuff? And, you know, of course, it has other names, too. So we went through and they're like, nope. So we were able to get the inner negative. But the 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 matching audio was abominable. It was just like it was like, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Okay. You know, and I'm like, and are stuff. you kidding oh, me? Wow. Yeah. I'm like, are, are, you, are you kidding me? This can't be real. I mean, you're we're watching it. And it's like, <laughs> and it was that was the, the audio source. And that was that was on the film. It was so bad that I was just like, I you can't you you couldn't you couldn't spend the the kind of money to fix this you you'd never i mean it wouldn't be worth it you can't you know, polish you a turd a that's you that's the technical yeah, reason you can't you know yeah. Yeah. and i was just like oh my god so we waited and waited and tried to find and nothing and nothing and nothing and then last year i was just talking to the library of congress um and my guy at the Library of Congress is like, well, let me let me see what we have. And he goes, we have a a, a a virgin unplayed print of Tag here. That you know they when when you copyright like motion pictures, most of the studios will send an actual copy of the film to the Library of Congress to keep it on file for legitimate copyright. And they go, well, we got a print of this movie back in, you know, the 80s or whatever, you know, and it's still here. Yeah. Uh, do you want us to to check it out? And I said, yeah. And he goes, we can we can get you the audio. We can stripe the audio off for you because, you you know, you showed us that you own the movie with your contract. And, everything. and I'm like, great. <laughs> seven months, seven months goes by. Um, guys. <laughs> Where's the? Oh, we're real sorry. We've been busy. Oh, sorry about that, uh, guys. Uh, uh, seven months it's been since you told me. Um, and you know, and they're like, oh, okay. And then I had to call them like two or three more times to get them to do it. Finally, we got it. So, like within the last couple of weeks, we've striped the audio onto tag. And we've got the trailer. And now uh, once we once I'm kind of, you know, because once something once something gets delayed, other things kind of go in front of it. Sure, you know right. what I'm saying? Right. Like, so, I mean, you can't just stop everything. If something gets delayed for whatever reason, I got to move on to the next thing. Right. So I'm and now I have to finish these other things and then go back to tag. But once we. uh you know, get the movie and everything ready to go. And I, I listen to it one more time. Hopefully we'll be able to listen to it one more time tomorrow. when I go in for this audio work. I got a whole day of audio work ahead of me tomorrow. And, uh, maybe we'll take an hour and a half of the day and, and listen to tag one more time to go through it, make sure, you know, everything is EQ'd properly and there's no mistakes. Um, then we got to get the commentary from, from, uh, the director and okay. uh, you know so it's being worked on it. it took a while to get yeah. the audio yeah so, if yeah. anybody out there listening if anybody out there listening has a decent high resolution scan of the different posters for this movie please let us know because there's a couple of different versions of the poster and they all like every version that we have is really terrible 
And I really, you know, so if anybody's listening and they, they can, you know, find the cut, if they have a couple of different versions of the tag one sheet somewhere, let us know. Cause I definitely could use them. Cool. All right. Um, yeah. yep. now I'm going to ask you about one, um, that was in on one of your pamphlets. I'm a big fan of the old black and white films from like the fifties and sixties mm-hmm. and monsters movies and mm-hmm. stuff. I'm pretty sure. Yep. I had one time saw um, that you guys were talking about releasing horrors of the Black Museum. Yeah, the the materials no one can find. Oh, okay. So here's here's I'll be glad to talk about. It. So here's the situation. You know, we bought the rights to put that out from a company that represented the movie for the U.S. And they're like, we have horrors of the Black Museum, and now you know VCI had put it out on DVD and. And I go, well, let's do a new 4K. And they go, yeah, sure. So we, <laughs> we, you know, thinking that they would actually have a handle on what they had for materials, we licensed the film. And they go, oh, well, we have all of our material at this vault here. And so me and my, my colorist out there, you know, that does a lot of our, well, 99.9% of the color for our movies, we hop in his car and we go downtown Hollywood to like like the worst neighborhood ever. And there's this nondescript building. And we walk in and there's like a like a a poster of Alita Volley <laughs> like on the wall <laughs> uh-huh. and like a and like a like a little like a like a little glass thing with like a little half circle where you know you stick your money in you uh-huh. know. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay we're here to look at the materials for this company all the while we're like dying because it smells like rust dirt and asbestos right Mm -hmm. and i'm just like oh my god oh my god oh my god so we we go in there and i find a destroyed 16 millimeter optical for horrors of the black museum and no video no film and I'm like, well, wait, what, you know, oh, well, we have this box of like the, the, <laughs> the stuff and it was like rusty, like the cans hadn't been opened in like 50 years, you know, and they were like, solid, they were like solidified, shut. <laughs> like you'd need a crowbar to get them open. And, and it was like, and we're dying of cancer from asbestos, you know, exposure <laughs> right, in this right. place. And I'm like, where is the film for Horrors of the Black Museum? And they had nothing. And I, and I go back to the, to the guy and I'm like, look, we were lucky in that we found the negative for Django the Bastard. And we were lucky that we found the negative for um, a Crocodile. You know, we found the U.S. negative for Crocodile. Nothing on Horse of the Black Museum. And, and he's like, oh, that's peculiar. Let me see what I can find. And then, of course, we never hear from him again. And then he's like, well... Maybe the negative is in the UK. Let's call and see if, you know, and then we, we, it's not up to us, right? We don't own the U.S. rights to the film, you know, except we're sub-licensors. We're not the people that own it. So we can't do anything, right? We have to, we're at the mercy of whatever this guy finds or whatever he represents, and he's a good guy. We love the guy, but he, he, he was, you know, he's like, all we, all we basically had at our disposal is the same stuff 
that VCI put out on DVD. And I was like, but that's not the point of us putting this out. We want to do a new master. And, and so he's like, well, it's in the UK somewhere. And we just got to find the right people to call and da, 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 da. And they call and they call and they call and they're like, we can't get anybody to answer us. And listen, I was like, guys, listen, we're done. I, I can't, I can't deal with this shit. Right. I got way too much on my plate. Let's just call this one quits. Mm, okay. So we did. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, I can't, I can't deal with this. Like, you know, right. you, you, you represented that you had this stuff and you don't, and I can't babysit this crap. Right. Well, right. there's an answer you for know? people like me that might be frustrated. They've been waiting for a movie. Cause that's, I love that movie. You know, oh, me and, too. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, me too. Right, but if right. you don't have something, if you don't have something to give me that makes it better than what it was before, what am I doing? Right. You know, you represented that we could do this in high def. You know, and that we could do a Blu-ray or a 4K or whatever. And then you end up not. You end up not giving me what I need. And 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 I I just said let's let's forget about it. So, I mean, never say never, really, never say never, but right now it's just not happening. Gotcha. Next up, um, now here's one, I just want to kind of, I guess, congratulate you on, I just watched this mm -hmm. finally, uh, you and Jerry are co-executive producers on this film, which was a shock mm -hmm. to me and I yeah. had no idea, but Black Circle, that is a cool yep. That's a cool movie, and I hope people I love it. It, gravitate toward it and yeah, watch it. You know, it's it's a, it's one that uh, it grows on you after a while. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I have to admit, you know, we when the movie was being made, we would always get, like, you know, rough cuts and stuff. They'd send us video mm -hmm. of, you know, hey, here's the, the newest cut of the movie. It's like, you know, 27 hours and 32 minutes long. And <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's like, well, you know what? I, I think it needs to be a little shorter, maybe, you know, and then, you, you know, and then, you know, I'm, I'm exaggerating, know, of course, but, yeah. you know, but, you know, with Ricard's music, uh -huh. I love the music and I got to, I got to say, I mean, uh, you know, I'm not embarrassed to say that the two, the, 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 the lead girl and the, the blonde girl that are in the movie they're beautiful. I mean, and you know, and Adrian's script is pretty tight. I remember years ago, Adrian came to visit and he was going to shoot it here. Mm. He was going to shoot it here in Detroit. And mm. we went out looking at locations and stuff. And, and, and Christina was going to come into Detroit and, and shoot it. And, you know, and, and just over time, it just made more sense to keep it in Sweden. And, uh, so yeah, I mean, it, it, you look, look, I, I think people should give it a chance. It's, if you like Adrian's stuff, you know what you're going to get. Oh God. I love cold sweat and I love late phases. Yeah. Both those movies I think are incredible. Uh, uh, Rooms for Tourists is great. Yeah. You know, yep. uh, and uh, it's, it's one of those things where we were just thrilled to work with Adrian and Adrian was thrilled to work with us. And of course, Ricard, you know, we've known Ricard Gramfers, who was the, you know, the guy, you know, him and his dad funded a lot of the movie. Um, the, the Ricard's awesome. You know, he runs a club super eight in Sweden and he's been a friend of ours. And, you know, he was the one who helped bring Christina to the U S when we put out, you know, thriller all those years ago and, you know, toured her at conventions and, and, and he's just, it was awesome. And it was just such a, 
a nice feeling to to work with them. It was kind of like, you know, we've only done that a couple of times. You know, we worked with Adam Wingard on Homesick, you know, back before Adam Wingard was like, you know, he's turning into Sam Raimi, you know, mm-hmm. at, least with, with, at least with Adam, if I call him, he'll answer me back. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, right. but, uh, you know, Adam's, Adam's, his career has skyrocketed since then. And I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to have my name on something that Adam directed too. But, you know, it's, it's not something that Jerry and I are thinking about jumping into, you know, we've had other people ask. That's hey, what I was going to ask you. Do you, are you planning yeah. on wearing that hat anymore? Or? Well, uh, a, a director that we're, you know, we've worked with in the past, I was talking to him yesterday and he has an idea for a movie. He's like, well, you know, maybe we could do something. I was like, sounds great, but I'm just not so sure, you know, we want to continue to be in that business. Right. right. But, you know, but we'll see. Right. I mean, I know, you know, Severin's produced some movies Mm -hmm. and, you Mm -hmm. know, and and we'll see what happens. You know, it's just, it's a nice thing to do. You know, I'm proud of Black Circle because I think it's just weird enough to freak people out oh yeah you know yeah it's like it's like one of those movies where and it's kind of funny that we did black circle about a like a record and now we're doing <laughs> trick-or-treat which is about a possessed i was like wait a second now we've got two movies that are about weird fucking records right that's where i was gonna go next anyway uh of course what i know a lot of people are waiting to hear about and waiting for and they'll be I'm, i know it's not coming out tomorrow or nothing but you guys have announced with Red Shirt Pictures with uh-huh. Mike with Mike Michael Felsher. Uh, mm-hmm. You guys are finally releasing uh, the movie Trigger Treat, and by finally, yes. not meaning we've been waiting for you guys to do it forever. The movie has right. been tied up for whatever reasons forever. And yep. talk to me a little bit about how that partnership kind of came about, and uh, you got to be excited well, about putting this movie. Well, it's very you know it's very funny. I mean, uh, we just you know Michael has been. a a friend and colleague of Synapse and a friend of mine and Jerry's for years. I mean, people won't remember this, but even before Michael started working at Anchor Bay, he was our web designer. So Mike Felcher was the guy who like way early on, like 20 some odd years ago was the guy who designed the Synapse Films website, you know? And so, you know, and I met, yeah, I, I can't remember, well, maybe I didn't meet him. He was actually in, when I was with Elite Entertainment, we did that Dawn of the Dead box set on Laserdisc. And we had that little documentary or that little, that footage of the Monroeville Mall signing, you know, Michael's in that. So, you know, it's, it's just funny. We've been, we've been kind of, and, and so, and then when our office, you know, we moved our offices to Southfield and then you know, Mike's house is very close. So it's like, Oh my God, you know, we're, and, and we just, you know, talked about it one day and he's like, let's do this. You know, he's like, I, I, you know, and I'll, I'll do this and you know, you guys can be my distributor for it. And I'm like, okay, just let me work my magic on the mastering and stuff. And so that's what I'm doing. I mean, uh, right now, uh, I, I haven't talked to Mike this week. Um, I know that we did get some an interview uh, with Mark Price recently. Right now, we, we've got the initial scan, and the base color uh, is in. Uh, and uh, I'm, you know, we've, we've remastered the, the two-channel stereo track, uh, finished that last week. 
And uh, maybe when, when I have my audio time, we'll, we'll jump from tag to trick or treat tomorrow just to make sure that it all sounds good on the second. It's always good to listen to it multiple times. Sure. Because you always find things that you miss the first time. Oh, I'm an audio yeah. guy. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hate it, and but I'm I know. Like, okay. It's true. Yeah. And, and so, so right now, the DP was in uh, uh, out of the country and he came back into the country uh, this week. And so he's like, Hey, you, you know, and I thought, you know, I was kind of joking because if you, you know, the, the DP, he's gone off to a lot bigger and better movies, you know, it's like he went from ex, you know, horror exploitation to, you know, doing James Bond movies and shit, you know? So it's like, okay, is this guy even going to give us some time of day? He's going to be like, trigger treat. What do you want me to look at that thing for? Right. <laughs> you know, I, I was making fun of Mike. I was making fun of Mike. I was like, you're going to contact the DP and he's going to tell us to go fly a kite. Right? <laughs> he's not going to, he's not going to want to waste his time. Um, but he said, no, I'll come in and, and check it out. If you guys want me to supervise, I'll, I'll, I'll come in and, and make oh, sure. Great. The way I want great. To look. I was like, Oh, cool. So right. that may happen in the next, you know, two weeks. Okay. That's got to be great for you because it takes a lot of that guesswork out of it, too. I mean, the guy that shot well, it. Yeah, you know? I mean, if the DP signs off on it, then, you know, I I, I have nothing to say. Right. it's his. You right. know, it's not my movie. I didn't do it. I listen to what the DP says, you know. I It's like if the DP shot this movie, he's going he's gonna to remember. Right. right. And he's going to be like, yep, nope, this. And, you know, and, and it'll be interesting to see um you know what what it is i mean i've seen the base color mm -hmm. I've, I've seen it how's it all it looking so great. far it's it looks great good and uh all he's gonna do is go in and 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 say okay that you know that's too dark that's too you know make this a little more warm or cold or whatever and and once he signs off on it then we have to do like the dolby vision pass so there's you know there's two passes involved and stuff like this um, and then the audio and, uh, uh so there's work what, to be done. There's still a lot of work. Right. To be done so yeah. what my, my, for my purposes, the movie's almost done. I'm okay. working on the subtitle. I actually did just to save us because, you know, look, this is just as much Mike's baby as anything. And I want Mike to succeed, you know, cause he's, he's, this has been a passion project for him for such a long time. And, uh, I really am proud of him for, for this. And, and to save us a little bit of money, because, you know, look, you got to count every penny when you're doing stuff like this. And and to save a little bit of money, I, I did the subtitles myself. Oh, OK. Right. <laughs> and wow. I, was like, I was such a fucking masochist. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to save us a, a, a few bucks. I'm going to do the subtitles. Myself. Uh -huh. So I did. I, they're all done. Okay. And um, so we're just waiting for Mike's extras, you know, trying to wrangle everybody for interviews and stuff is is a big part of it right i i did so, reach out to uh i did reach out to mike and uh invited him to come on the show soon uh mm -hmm. he graciously of course and he's a i don't know i've only i've come in contact with mike a couple of times we don't know each other you know i've talked yeah, to him. he's always right. been a sweet guy a real nice guy he was very gracious when i talked to him he said mm -hmm. of course i'll come on and talk so looking forward to that because yeah. Uh, how the same thing. I like to talk to you about your expertise, what you do. I like to talk to Jerry about his end of the of the business and stuff because I'm fascinated by it. I mean, we can yeah. talk about the movies themselves. We're all kind of experts on, right? But what yeah, you're doing right, it, yeah, right. But what you're doing right now to bring them to us and what Jerry does, and now what Mike does for those extras. I mean, who talks to someone? You know, like 
I want to ask him like the challenges and his on his end of this too, because getting a hold of some of these people's got to Oh, be. I know. I, I mean, I talk to Mike, I talk to Mike a lot. We go out to dinner a lot, you know, cause we're, we're, but, and I hear the, you know, I can tell when he's frustrated. <laughs> 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 it's like having a bad day, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. I'm sure it's a two way you know, street. <laughs> yeah, you'll get, you know, you'll, you'll get somebody that you really want, you know, it's like, well, we kind of need this actor. So, you know, they fight and they fight and they fight to get the actor to, to do some extra or something for a movie. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying it's for anything for us, but I'm just saying in general, and you know, you get this, the, the actor or actress and you're like, yeah, yeah, we're going to get her for an interview. And then they're like, yeah, we want the $15,000 for our time. It's like, um, Great, you know. <laughs> right, right. right. Yeah. yeah, we want the thousands of dollars right. for fifteen minutes of our time. Thank you. <laughs> right. right. Well, I think it's great. I think it's great that this is coming out. I know it's been tied up forever, and mm -hmm. uh, you know we've all been sitting with a bootleg here or there or something like that, just just waiting and waiting. And now to know it's actually professionally being worked on and about yeah. ready to be put out, I know everybody's happy. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you, I have the 4K master like on my computer right now, and it's, it's, it's stunning. It really is. It's like, you know, I saw the movie in the theaters back in the day. I probably went three, four times to see it, you know, and it was awesome. It's a, it's a, it's a fun movie. It and is. Just to kind of see it, from a scan from the actual camera negative for the first time ever, I'm just like, wow, you know, the, the, it's just, it's, it's, it's un unbelievable. So it's It's gonna, it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna, you know, the, the audio is, is interesting. Um, but the, 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 the audio itself is, and it's weird because it's a stereo track, but now that I'm listening to the audio of like trick or treat, I, I didn't realize that like, for example, the, uh, the opening song during the credits, it's almost like, well, it's not almost like it is the song, the fast way song in the opening of the film, it's mixed down the mono. Oh, the song really mono. Huh. But the rest of the movie is in stereo. The sound effects go, you know, like when he's like listening to the record and the, and the record's like, kill them all, kill them all. Fuck them. You know, it goes from speaker to speaker. Uh -huh. And I'm like, okay. And then the end with the other fast way song, the fast way song goes back to mono again. Huh? And this is from the actual masters from, the, from the film. So I'm thinking, I'm like, so did they, when they were adding in the narration of him and adding in, you know, him saying, you know, your friend, you know, you know, Ragman, whatever. And they were mixing all that stuff at the beginning. And then at the end, when they mixed in the backwards messaging into the song for the end credits, which wasn't in the original song, uh -huh. when they put it back into the movie, did they accidentally mix those things in mono and just slap them into the audio mix of the movie that way? That's because hard, everything yeah. else, everything else is stereo, and I'm like, why is the two songs at the beginning and the end? Why are they mono? The the only thing I can think of it, from a mixing audio standpoint is that it's it's getting the stereo track was getting in the way of other things that they wanted yeah. to yeah, do, but it's yeah, still they on. Had yeah. Other, yeah, they were yeah. mixing around it, right. You know, to put in the narration and the other stuff, and I was like, that is so fucked. Yeah, it's like. The, the 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 two songs 
the two main, you know, big songs in the movie, the opening and closing credits are, are flat ass mono mixed into the stereo mix. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, but, but, but this is one of these movies where you just need to have just a little patience on. It's not coming out next month. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, as soon as I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as we're done with the color, with the DP and the audio mix, uh, you believe me, I'm going to be calling Mike every day. Hurry up. Hurry up. Hurry up. Hurry up. Uh, Give it to somebody else for a change. (laughs) Yeah. Somebody else is delaying for a change. Hurry up. Hurry up. Come on. Right. Well, speaking of that, I'm going to step in it. I'm going to step right in it. And I'm going to ask you, do you have anything that nobody knows yet, including me? Do you have anything? I would have an announcement that nobody knows yet, but they said, let's talk on Friday. Oh, Friday. (laughs) Today's Thursday. Today's Thursday. They knew. They knew you were talking to me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of the, I mean, we did, uh, I mean, I, I, we, we are doing, you know, uh, you know, the, the Mike Mendez collection, you uh-huh. know, we're doing the convent mm-hmm. and we're doing killers and we just signed grave dancers. Okay. So, uh, grave dancers is coming and it'll be interesting to see what the grave dancers is like, because anybody who's seen the DVD or the Blu-ray, it's yuck. Right. It doesn't it doesn't it looks very dull and yuck, right? And I saw the Grave Dancers theatrically and I know that the Blu-ray and the DVD didn't look like the movie. Mm-hmm. And when I was talking to Mike uh uh Mendez about it, he said, Well, you know, what we did was that was back in the early like in the t- early like two thousand like two thousand three or something or six, something like that. And it was like the first time we ever did a digital intermediate and that means they kind of take the negative they scan everything into a computer they do their color their you know everything they can form it in the computer and then they spit it out to film uh but they do everything digitally so what happened was when you do a film that way i mean this is getting into like weird technical shit that people probably won't understand i love it keep it going every everything has <laughs> everything has a everything has a specific color space you know blu-rays and dvds are what they call rec 709 color space uh 4ks are in rec 2020 color space when you do a dcp it's in x you know it's in like xyz color space you know it's all these different color spaces and they don't always translate properly from one format to the other without drastically changing the way things look. And and so when they did the film in the computer for the digital intermediate, and they were going to spit it out to their camera negative, they did that and they made their prints and everything looked great. But when they did the home video master, they went back to the digital files from the digital intermediate and put it out on home video that way. And they used the they didn't use the proper seven oh nine color space when they did it, and it kind of screwed everything up. Now, look, the, the DP of Grave Dancers is the same guy who does the Saw movie, so it's not going to be you know the Wizard of Fucking Oz, right? But right. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> but it's not the way it was meant to look. Gotcha. Okay. And so, hopefully. If, you know, Mike, uh, you know, Mendez is correct, and I'm sure he is because it's his movie, um, it'll, we'll finally be able to present the movie the way it was originally supposed to be seen. So that's coming. And then we're doing, there was a, 
a film, an animated movie that was done about 10 years ago or so, I think in 2013, called uh, Infinite Santa 8000. And uh, we are doing that for Christmas. Should be out hopefully around the holiday season. Okay. Um, they're supposed to be sending the hard drive soon, so we'll get that going. And the one that I really wanted to talk about, I can't say anything about yet. Ah, see. Ah, foiled again. Finally, Don May Jr. Finally, the question that I have for you. Now, this is your podcast, technically at least, your okay. forum. Uh, mm-hmm. What would you like to say directly to the listeners, these people who have been with Synapse and supported you guys over the years through production delays, through health delays? What would you like to communicate to your supporters? And really the supporters, you know, we talked a little bit about, uh, you know, Bill and Walt and stuff. Really to mm-hmm. the supporters of physical media in general, what would you like to say to all these people? Thank you. I, thank you. Because I got in this business to do physical media and it's been 32 years and just thank you because without you guys there wouldn't be there wouldn't be a synapse or a a a severin or you know or a blue underground There there wouldn't be us here and and it's just great to see that there's a lot of fans and and as i've grown older some of the fans have also, you know, right. they stayed fans. And it's it's like, you know, when we were talking about this movie when you were in college, you know, I'll get emails from people who are like, you know, when you worked at that laser disc store in college, you <laughs> sold me such and such. And they're still there. Right. And I'm just happy to be where I am today. And it's if it wasn't for the fans, it, then none of this would be, you know, happening. And, and, and that thought is not lost on Jerry and I, you know, when we answer the emails uh, during the day and stuff and the fans are like, you know, thank you for putting out the such and such. I bought your Tenebrae and it was beautiful and you got any more, you know, of this kind of stuff. It just, you know, it kind of makes the day worse, worth going to work. Right. Right. When when we see these these emails from the fans, I mean, we'll get we'll get the occasional douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, in all seriousness, right. I just want to say thanks because without you, we're nothing. I mean, really, without the fans, we are nothing. And we 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 listen, you know, constructive criticisms or compliments, and. Uh, and, you know, we're, we're still going strong and, you know, hopefully, I mean, I've been in this business for 32 years. Hopefully I won't be in this business for another 32 years, but <laughs> you never know. Right, right, I right. mean, I don't know, but yeah, just thank you to all the fans who have supported us through all the years. And, uh, we love you guys because like I said, without them, there's going to, there's a lot of movies out there that would never have seen the light of day without the fan base that we have that's 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 all i can say really i just i haven't got enough praise for those fans that have stuck with us for the decades that we've been around very good well well said well said and and i'd like to thank you don for not not firing me uh just to get your health back up to snuff because i'm bad (laughs) luck 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you you had your own uh, hernia issues. That's so true. That's, maybe yeah. I'm, maybe you're rubbing off on me a little bit. Maybe I should be the right, one. Right, right, right. Yeah, check that uh, gallbladder. Yeah, you know? I'm, I'm thinking about yeah. it actually now that we've talked about stuff. So. But, check uh, the sepsis. Check yeah, your, yeah, your, yeah. All that. Yeah, make I'm, sure I'm, your blood, your white, make sure your white blood cell count is okay. I'm walking around with yeah. a thermometer in me somewhere at all times, making sure I'm okay. <laughs> making sure I'm okay. So, yeah. all right, yeah, Donald. Uh, glad that uh, glad that the health is on an upswing, and I'm glad we got to yep. see you here lately. Of course, we're going to come back many times to Detroit, absolutely, and hang out with all you guys as as. In addition to the uh, the conventions that we all have fun at together, so looking forward Absolutely, to all that. Sure. I'm excited about the new releases. I'm even excited about the stuff I don't know because <laughs> I know it'll be cool. <laughs> so, all right, Don. Well, thank you for taking your time. We'll talk to you next time. All right, thank you. Once again, thank you, Don, for taking the time to speak to me and the friends and fans of Synapse Films. It was a treat to have Don on. He doesn't get a lot of time to do these things, and it was good to have him on board. And remember, if you have any further questions for Don, questions for Jerry, Noah, myself, comments, suggestions for the podcast, please email me at tim at synapsefilms.com. Tim at SynapseFilms.com It was an honor and a pleasure to be your tour guide on this journey into all things Synapse Films. Until we meet again, be safe, be good to each other, and be right back here next time for the next episode of the Synapse Films Podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Synapse Films Podcast. We couldn't be here without you, the fans. So from the bottom of our hearts, we thank you for your continuing support of Synapse Films. I'm tired of being upset, always want something I never get. Lots of illusion, love the dream, I don't know just what